Welcome to the Battleground Wisconsin. My name is Matt Bruskin. I'm the Deputy Director at Citizen Action, and welcome to another week from Wisconsin. We are without Jorna Taylor this week. Jorna will be back next week, but we do have a special guest uh, panelist, and that is Anna Dvorak, our organizer here within the Citizen Action Organizing Cooperative. Anna, welcome. Hello, Wisconsin. Anna, you've been on before. We're glad to have you back. We will we'll spend some time later in the podcast diving into your favorite topic, redistricting, fair maps, fair elections, saving our democracy. Um, but uh, also, well, let's fill out our panel. It also includes Robert Craig, Executive Director here at Citizen Action. Robert, welcome. Good day, everyone. So we uh, will let our radio listeners know we are Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. There's a number of things we're going to talk about this week. Uh, We have to talk about health care and the news, uh, uh, the Senate bill essentially imploding. Um, And as I mentioned, we'll talk redistricting. And later on in the show, we are going to have Mike Crute from The Devil's Advocate to update us on Quite frankly, a, uh, it's, it's just an abuse of corporate power uh, to try to crush uh, a progressive radio in Milwaukee. So uh, please uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, I wanted to start the show by actually, um, I heard listening to another podcast an interesting comment that I wanted to get uh, Anna and Robert's response to. And that was this person, it was their perception that the debate over health care reform, particularly currently going on in the Senate, is, is, is hurting the ability of full American attention to be on what's going on with the Russian scandal. And I was thinking to myself, huh, I was thinking exactly the opposite, that the Russian scandal yeah. and everybody's fixation with it, because it's... It's significant, and we'll get into those details a little bit later at some level. It is, quite frankly, killing people's focus on what is happening domestically, but specifically on health care, uh, but more broadly. So, Anna, your thoughts, and then Robert, obviously want to hear your thoughts on this, especially in relation to what went on uh, this week in the Senate. Yeah, my perspective is that not enough attention is is being given to health care and just atrocious things that Trump is doing, attacking our civil liberties, like uh, this election integrity commission or whatever it's called. It's, it's yeah. some like political double speak. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's a huge distraction, um, but there might be something there. I think Robert disagrees with me. Well, well, hold on. Huge distraction. I'll throw it back to Robert. If it's um, if it's been a distraction for health care, it hasn't hurt. It hasn't hurt the effort to actually kill this health care bill so far. Uh, if anything, it's the Trump thing that continues to go and the public doesn't seem to be or at least enough uh, folks getting on uh, to the idea that what Trump has done is uh, borderline treasonous. Robert, uh, w- what's wrong with what I'm saying? Well, we won't get into definitions of treason, but I'm just <laughs> shocked that Anna thinks I might disagree with her. I must be a very negative person. Um, she I, listens. I do think that Russia is distracting from a lot of other things and that it might have actually led to uh, the destruction of the of the uh, all the healthcare advances we've made in decades if it wasn't that they were so bad on health care that as conservative politicians and had such horrible plans that in other words it was a perfect storm for them to do this 
and they had the Russia cover and they still couldn't do it. Now, on the other hand, there's a secondary level here that uh, Trump's low approval ratings, which are related to Russia in part, um, are one of the reasons senator, uh, uh, senators and congressmen have been so willing to defect uh, from the president. And so it, does, it is a double-edged sword. It gives them cover, but also it, it, it also, on a big vote like a health care vote, gives people more license to, to, uh, to, to divide from their president. So it's a little bit of both, but I think mostly it was an opportunity for them if they had had a plan that was at all saleable, and as we now know it wasn't, and now they're moving to an even less saleable plan, which is repeal the Affordable Crack with nothing else. And we have the White House saying that the CBO score of, uh, was it 33 million people? It's a few million between friends, right? That would lose coverage. It's unfair because it's not taking into account uh, Trump's plans for replacement. Well, I don't know. We've seen the 22 and $23 million million people being thrown off by the Senator House plan. If there's some other secret plan that Mr. Trump has, I'm sure CBO would be happy to score it if it would be submitted. Well, well, since there's agreement here, <laughs> general agreement, that health care is the thing that's um, probably losing out a little bit, or, or and more broadly, the focus on domestic issues. Let's talk a little bit more about the healthcare, the latest, right? So, the Senate bill pretty much imploded on Monday. Um, it seems to me um, it's very clear that Obamacare still, while a little more popular, is essentially still not very popular. But these folks have been unable to, and I'm not talking about the specific parts of Obamacare, right? No, Just no. it is a brand. The brand is is in the in the mid 50s, so it's popular as it's ever been. I'm saying Correct, it's not, but it's, it's still not super majority. Well, but. I. Just to be clear, I saw a poll in CNN today that still says that there, if you act straight up, they were suggesting that there's a slight majority still for repeal. But like when you dig down, it's very thin. But here's my point. My point is the Republicans were fantastic at fanning opposition to Obamacare, right, and building a base and, and actually winning this election around it. But governing... And here's where Mitch McConnell and uh, uh, Ryan, to a lesser degree, McConnell clearly, have completely failed, right, in their ability to deliver and actually articulate a coherent future for health care, right? They, all they have is what they're against. And, and even in their promotion of, of their legislation, it's always about how bad Obamacare is and it's imploding and we're going to let it implode. The reason they're failing is they cannot coherently articulate what their plan does, you know, in, in any kind of way or, or what this vision for the future of healthcare is because they don't have one, right? They're just against Obamacare. They're giving you, I think last week I called it sort of like the jalopy version of Obamacare, which they critique. And I think that's a fundamental problem. Uh, they have an incoherent healthcare strategy beyond, mm -hmm. beyond, just a, beyond just a political problem where obviously we've talked about it, the base has risen up and certainly caused issues and along with being pinched on the right. Yeah, I mean, I think people, the people really see healthcare as a human right. And they certainly, you know, even if they don't like Obamacare, they don't want their, the healthcare that they've gotten from it, even if it's too expensive to go away. They don't want that taken away from them. Right. And so I don't, I mean, I just don't see how Republicans can do anything um, in the position that they've put themselves in by saying, you know, we won't, cut Medicaid or Medicare or do any of this stuff. I mean, and then, um, you know, it, and reduce prices for premiums and stuff like that. And then to go ahead and also like cut government spending on this. Like, it's just, I feel like they're, they've put themselves, 
between a rock and a hard place. And I mean, what do you, what can they do now? I agree with Anna. Uh, I slightly disagree with the distinguished host. <laughs> um, What's new? And Ooh. that is, I don't think their position is incoherent. I think it's all too coherent and it's not popular. I think their position literally is that it is not the government's role to guarantee everyone nope. has access to the affordable health care. Uh, no, they philosophically. The right does. I agree with that. And that, that at some level it's your fault if you uh, don't have health care with no, no notion of how many jobs are low-income jobs that we're, our economy is creating because of, of, of our government policy in large respect. And that for moderate, middle-income people, if you don't have good health insurance at work, which increasing people don't, there is no way to get health care other than the uh, government stepping in. I think it's, it, you could say that the quote-unquote moderates, what, what the distinguished host is suggesting, um, have, are conflicted on this. But I think it's more they're afraid of what seniors will say if they lose their home care or people with disabilities will say or what will happen if kids with cancer get cut off their health care. But they're not really committed to the idea the fundamental idea that if our democracy doesn't guarantee somewhere to go for everyone, that healthcare won't be a right in this country. So uh, they may be conflicted, and they're certainly politically uh, responsive to political vulnerability. But I think that, and in fact, what are you supposed to? They're also all of them agree. Uh, and by the way, the moderates were just trying to uh, have the uh, Medicaid expansion go away over a longer time period. They were all for having it go away. Just to be clear. Um, that I think they all agree that the money should go back to the wealthiest people and the corporate CEOs. There's a strong Republican sense on that. They just can't get the health care policy to make that possible. It's really a tax policy, not a health care plan. Yeah, look, I'm not going to disagree with what you said. And I think what you're articulating is definitely what the majority of those Republican senators believe, since most of them are very conservative. Um, but certainly the, McConnell... And, and quote the moderates or whatever we want to call them, there's not enough of them. And they can't articulate what you just said because that is, as you said, wildly unpopular. So there is no narrative for what their vision of a positive right. healthcare future is. They can't articulate what you just said because because they can't. That's not that's because a it's unpopular. <laughs> they would if it was. And who so, would support it? And so that's why they've averted to a bait and switch. It's going to be great. It's going to be excellent. You'll have lower health and uh, coverage, and you get to choose the coverage you want. And it's all going to be great. Well, doing the opposite because all they can do is play to our values, which fundamentally there's a lesson here. That's why they're losing this debate. They're trying to out progressive progressives on healthcare. Mm -hmm. Quite a box. We will talk more. We got to get out of here. We'll talk a little bit more on where this bill is headed on the back end of this commercial. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Battleground Wisconsin. This is uh, Robert Craig, Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin, and Matt Brusky, our host and Deputy Director here, had to leave. So I'm taking over in the breach. And uh, we have a, an honored guest, a special We're guest. We're taking over. And it's right. We're sharing. We have a special guest, and he, he is actually the owner of the radio station that Battleground Wisconsin plays on on Sundays. It's Mike Crute, the uh, owner of uh, Resistance Radio 1510 in uh, Milwaukee. So thanks for joining us, Mike. Well, 
Well, Robert, thanks for having me back. I, I wish it was under differing circumstances. Yeah, we have big news. We have David versus Goliath, uh, whatever uh, uh, you know, parable you would like to name. Mike uh, and his whole team created this new progressive uh, station in, in Milwaukee to break the right-wing media monopoly and radio monopoly here. And uh, he's on the AM dial, but it is a daytime station. And so he's been working to get an FM paired station so you can, you can be on all the time. And uh, he had a deal to buy the station. And then the biggest player, the biggest station, uh, AM station in Wisconsin, WTMJ 620, the uh, longtime host of Charlie Sykes and other uh, other right wing, uh, quote unquote, opinions, uh, has stepped in. And it is all over the trade publications, you would tell me, Mike, and tried to squash a little old resistance uh, radio at 1510 AM. Well, absolutely. And and I I hate to think I'm Don Quixote here, but Robert, we had taken all the right steps and done all of the right things to my opinion. We had, you know, turned on our AM station back in February. We had applied to the FCC and this stuff's complicated, but we had applied for the right to have an FM translator. Uh, I wasn't able to buy it. I actually had to pair uh, with the owner of the station. He needed a dance partner who had an AM I needed an, a dance partner who had an FM, seemed like a marriage, uh, and we applied jointly to the FCC to build uh, a, a FM translator, which would have given us 24 hours broadcast capabilities. It was at a great frequency, and, uh, you know, it, everything was going well. The FCC had granted uh, the, the application, had it confirmed it. And uh, we were we were moving into our new facility on Monday on Brady Street, Milwaukee, excited about our move. And I got the bad news that Scripps, WTMJ, had swooped in with a big bag of cash. And to my opinion, guys, they bought this FM lease out from under me uh, primarily to prevent me from buying it. And I think it was absolutely an effort to restrain trade. So Scripps is this big national corporation, right, the owner of uh, both WTMJ TV and radio. Uh, they've been around forever. They have the biggest signal. Uh, they claim that they don't do any progressive uh, opinion at all because there's no market for it. But then all of a sudden, Mike, all of a sudden they feel like they need to carry bags of cash around to try to prevent you from having uh, an FM voice. Uh, so it, it that doesn't seem, that story doesn't really jibe to me. Well, it certainly doesn't jive from the perspective. WTMJ has a 50,000-watt AM transmission that they can drive even at night to the UP of Michigan, the south of Chicago, to the western borders of the state of Wisconsin. They cover all three borders with their 50,000-watt transmission, considered the strongest transmission in Wisconsin. Now they're going to take a 250-watt FM and put it on the very same tower. They don't expand their broadcast day. They don't expand their broadcast signal. And in fact, there's no logical, plausible reason for them to rebrand after 90 years as WTMJ620 to what looks like a serial number. It's WCCPTB27917, whatever it is. They will now have to rebrand to utilize this FM translator, 
not just as WTMJ, but as WTMJ and a serial number, it seems illogical that they're going to rebrand after 90 years for the right to stick a 250-watt antenna on their 50,000-watt blowtorch. So what's interesting is we've had so much media consolidation. There's a lot of controversy about Sinclair uh, buying up uh, tons of TV stations and, and putting right-wing views on. You have this consolidation. You already have a right-wing radio media monopoly with big corporations, uh, iHeart and uh, Scripps, running it in Milwaukee, right? And it's supposed to be the public airwaves. And if they're allowed to operate in this way, and even when you step forward and do all the right things and start a station and then and, and now prevent you from having 24-hour service in this community, not to use it, I think you're right, just to prevent there from being competition is absolutely outrageous. And it shows how bad, you know, corporate media consolidation has become for the diversity of opinion in, in, in the United States and here in Wisconsin. Well, and, and they very well may pull this off, but I'm not going down without a fight, guys. Uh, I have a very expensive FCC uh, specialist I hired out of Washington, D.C. Her name's Rebecca Jacobs. Uh, we are going to fight and object to the amendment to our construction permit. The only thing the construction permit says clearly is that it's not transferable. And it seems to me that this, this scripts, WTMJ, you know, swooping in with a bag of cash calls for the one thing that is not permissible under this construction permit, which is a transfer of the primary broadcast station. They can't just switch us out, or at least that's what the construction permit states. Now, I've heard varying opinions. Both my engineer and my attorney both brought this back to me immediately and said there is a legitimate reason to object to this, and we have already filed an FCC objection uh, immediately. That was filed yesterday with my consent, and we will await the FCC's ruling. But at this point, guys, I'm playing defense. Uh, you know, I am, I am literally one human being out here. Uh, this is my little family business. I am not a corporation. I'm a, a tax filing status, but literally, I'm a human being against the Scripps Corporation, I am totally outgunned, and all I've got is, you know, my knuckles and my perseverance. Uh, but I'm not going down without a fight, guys, and we are definitely going to object to this. But the FCC may, may or may not uphold my objection. In the meantime, we will continue to seek FM translator alternatives. And in fact, there may be some becoming available. But at this point, guys, I had the perfect scenario licensed in my name, and WTMJ Scripps literally was able to steal it out from under me, and I think primarily to keep me from getting it. So I know you feel like David, right? And Goliath doesn't even begin to describe the size of a corporation like Scripps, right? But um, you're not all alone. Citizen Action of Wisconsin has the Radioactive Project, which is part of the Milwaukee Organizing Co-op that Anna leads and, and Terry Williams uh, leads that work. And we will be figuring out how to back you up, Mike, and, uh, and make an issue of this because this is, 
the, I, we'd rather you have the uh, the actual signal, but this uh, tells the story better than I can. I've seen it in, in forever of the effect of media consolidation on a, a re having real diversity of views and a, and a, a media that serves the public uh, in Milwaukee. And so, people want to get involved, go to the Citizen Action of Wisconsin website, citizenactionwi.org. There's a radioactive section, or you can also just reach out in our staff section to Terry Williams. But Anna, I know that. The part of the vision here of Radioactive is, is for people who care about their community and caring about uh, the, the ability to have a whole diversity of different kinds of opinions to be a strong democracy is part of why we're doing the Radioactive Project. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's why we see, you know, whether you agree or not about you know, the Russia situation taking over, uh, taking a lot of airtime over healthcare, um, fair elections work, a number of terrible things that Governor Walker and um, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, Mitch Turtle McConnell and uh, company are doing. Um, I mean, that's that's this is the problem. I mean, this is this consolidation of our media and corporatization of our media is the problem. And we need independent media like 1510 a.m. to survive as a democracy. And, Mike, I assume we uh, you know, we're looking at the Trump administration. They're even more on the side of, of the big guys in media. Right. I mean, in general. It's, it's hard to tell. I actually closed on my station licensing on June 1st. And I had the opportunity to talk with the FCC director, uh, Adject Pai. He was in Milwaukee with Senator Ron Johnson. Uh, as a new station owner, I was invited for a closed-to-press panel. I did have the opportunity to question the FCC director on net neutrality, and I used my station as the example. We're a little bootstrap startup. We cannot broadcast beyond uh, daylight. I, A, cannot have a ratcheting down of internet because a lot of our audience does listen we do broadcast 24 7 but a lot of it's only going to a stream at newstalk 1510am.com uh but i will tell you uh there is every indication that chairman pie a former verizon attorney really takes and looks at this from the perspective of big business uh certainly not from the small independent players point of view hey mike we got to take Gosh. a break. If you can stay a little bit, we can pick this up uh, right after the break. Okay, so, thank you. Uh, we'll be right back at Battleground Wisconsin. Welcome back uh, to Battleground Wisconsin. We are talking to Mike Crute, the owner of Resistance Radio, 1510 AM in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee area. And uh, the uh, Battleground Wisconsin plays on Sunday afternoons at 3 on the station. We were talking about uh, this incredible move that Scripps Corporation, the, uh, which owns the biggest radio station in Wisconsin, WTMJ, has moved uh, to try to squelch uh, uh, the success and the expansion of, of, of the only progressive radio station in Milwaukee. So, Mike, uh, you were just talking about uh, uh, more of the details of what you plan in response. Well, I, I wanted to, to address the fact that, A, you know, I do feel like I'm out here alone, but if there is anything encouraging, it's the amount of support, even from the, you know, the people that have been listening to 1510 AM, the, the well-wishers. I mean, we've got Republicans that are on our side in this issue, guys. Uh, so as much as it feels like it's 
me against the world financially, I do want to acknowledge there have been a lot of supportive people that have given me, uh, you know, their, their, their well wishes and asked me, uh, what can they do to help? And at this point, guys, I am, you know, other than trying to, to let the world know that Scripps and WTMJ is trying to crush my little enterprise, uh, I will formulate a plan to gain access to an alternative FM translator. There are opportunities coming in the very short run, uh, but, you know, we shouldn't be at this juncture. We should be doing honorable business the way we choose to do honorable business, but others uh, clearly don't have that same sense of honor. And uh, Scripps, you know, uh, they, they certainly feel like the robber barons in the scenario, guys. Uh, they, are, they are using their power of monopoly, and they certainly don't want to give it up. I think it's really, really important um, at this point in time to come together uh, as people who value independent media and a variety of views, a diversity of views, to come together to support you um, and that's really what our radioactive campaign, that's one of the main goals of our radioactive campaign is, is to support independent media like you to make sure that you can exist even in a David and Goliath situation such as this. Um, so what we need is for, um, is for anyone who cares about this issue to join Radioactive, get involved in Radioactive. We need help promoting 1510 AM, getting sponsors for 1510 AM, and we need to monitor right-wing talk radio to make sure that we catch anything self-incriminating that they say, anything racist, sexist, homophobic, um, lies, etc. I mean, it's just, it's basically a propaganda machine for the Trump administration. And so if we aren't coming together as a people to fight against Goliath, nothing is going to change. And so, um, and, and we see this, I mean, you refer to Scripps um, as, as, you know, or Sinclair, I'm sorry, it's Sinclair, right? Or is it Scripps? Well, Sinclair is the one buying the TV station. Sinclair is a right-wing television station conglomerate yeah. uh, gotcha. that's buying up stations rapidly and putting out advocacy for the right on television. Okay. Regardless, it's it's the robber baron situation. We have to get which robber baron we're talking about. Yeah, so there are multiple robber baron. robber, ba robber <laughs> barons. Um, it's important to know who they are, but in any case, I mean, it's a similar situation of, as we've seen in other other kind of movements. I mean, the labor movement was very much a David and Goliath situation when it started. So is the civil rights movement, women's rights movement, etc. And the the solutions have consistently been people coming together and organizing to address and fight back against the robber barons or you know kind of the 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 people who are doing the the oppressive things and so i think i mean naturally the response is to stand behind you get behind you crute and organize as a people who value independent media so people should go to citizen action's website just google citizen action wisconsin or citizen action wi.org and get involved in the radioactive project to stand with resistance radio 1510 and mike crute but mike i don't think we should leave with the impression that everything's gloom and doom as outraged as we are by what scripts is doing you have a radio station established you have big news about a, a about a new studio at a, at a very nice location right Yes, we have a state-of-the-art, newly engineered uh, studio at 1224 East Brady Street. We did our inaugural broadcast, the Earl Ingram Show, who uh, is between 6 and 8 a.m. on uh, 
News Talk 1510 AM. Uh, he did his show yesterday. We did our news hour uh, between 2 and 3, our Wisconsin news hour, and then we did our Devil's Advocate show. And uh, we are nationally syndicated, guys, but uh, yesterday we ignored the affiliates and we just did it for our Wisconsin audience. And uh, we, you know, we are tremendously uh, encouraged by the fact for the first time in my short and humble radio career, we've got a facility that is equal to or superior to any other facility in the city. And we can, we can produce the highest quality of radio. Uh, I think our, our signal clarity, I think it's already better, guys, just from moving into uh, clear microphones, better technology, and uh, new studios. I mean, yeah, we're, we're tremendously excited, and we're doing it right on the right in the storefront, right on the glass, right on the street on Brady Street. And if you're familiar, uh, that is a wonderful hodgepodge of humanity down there on Brady Street. People literally came up yesterday. They were bringing us cold beers. They were bringing us flowers. They were waving and holding up signs. Uh, we cannot wait each and every day. I love doing my job. I love doing a radio show. And I can't wait to do it day after day on Brady Street with humanity looking in the window and uh, hopefully holding us accountable, but also holding, you know, the guests we have in studio, the Ron Johnsons of the world who comes on our show with consistency. He's got to go there and face the music as well and stand in the glass and uh, read the signs. So I, I'm looking forward to Ron Johnson walking down Brady Street. That's an interesting image. As do I. Please <laughs> coming, let us know. We'll bring, it, we'll bring our crew. <laughs> due for a trip in studio we hope to host him soon in the new in the new place but yeah it, it's we cannot it's a wonderful wait. step forward for progressive radio uh and i have never had a facility of this quality since i've been doing radio so there you go progressive radio can succeed and we need people to obviously if they're not listening already and a lot of our members are to become listeners and if they're listening to this uh, battleground wisconsin on the radio they're listening I think we need to remain positive about what you've already built, Mike, and what it's going to become. And I know that uh, we need to call out scripts, but we also need to make sure that you're a 24-hour station, regardless of whether you can uh, uh, can overcome the, the, the latest maneuver uh, for, by the corporate monopolist. Well, and let me say one other encouraging piece of news. Uh, advertiser, uh, we have sponsorships, obviously. We, we aren't NPR. We're trying to do commercial radio, and we need sponsorships. Well, we've had some loyal sponsors come with us from Madison to Milwaukee, and that's a stretch. But specifically, Lenny E-Bike Mattioli, uh, the gentleman that used to work and own American TV, uh, has been selling e-bikes and has been advertising with my show for a few years this past week, Linny only advertised with Newstalk 1510 AM, uh, you know, Resistance Radio. Linny had a tremendously successful sale with people driving from Milwaukee down to Madison to go buy electric bikes. And uh, Linny called me on a Saturday afternoon to tell me that this is some of the most effective advertising he has ever had. And while I'd like to take credit for it, that's a credit to the audience and to the fine people like Citizen Action uh, members that are supporting the sponsors, and the sponsors are now telling me it's working. And if the sponsors get returned, then we stay on the radio for a good long time. So that's the most encouraging news I got all week, guys. 
That's great. And, you know, he, he has very, uh, his ads are entertaining. I'll give him that. Well, and he's spent millions of dollars in this advertising field and feels truly like our venue, uh, WRD, fifteen ten a.m., is the best dollars he spends uh, because he's connecting to an audience that, that cares and supports the sponsors uh, like like our audience is, like, like your members have been. And again, I want to thank Citizens Action because you guys have been wonderful friends and, 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 and partners in this launch. You guys have been supportive of it at every step. And uh, quite frankly, you know, I, I think it's me against the world, but you guys have had my back all along, and I greatly appreciate that. And we hope if you aren't part of it and want to have Mike's back and get involved in this in this fight for, you know, really democratic media, you don't have a democracy if people don't have access to a diversity of opinions. And this is a very progressive area and to have no progressive voices on the air until Mike stepped in was shocking and unbelievable. But go to our website, Citizen Action Wisconsin, citizenactionwi.org, and contact Terry Williams. Just go to the radioactive section of the website and join the campaign, both to hold right-wing radio accountable and their media owners, and to promote progressive voices like what Mike is providing and what our good friend Earl Ingram is providing, Mike, who is uh, yeah, has a great standing in the African-American community, is a proud member of the radioactive co-op of Citizen Action. And Jeff Santos is also doing live broadcast on Sunday. I know Jeff's always been supportive of your effort. Yes. And Jeff is tailoring a show, really just a big national host, tailoring a show really just for a few markets. And, and his primary market is right here in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, so we are doing live talk, political talk, seven days a week, yeah. every day of the week. And uh, Jeff Santos is your lead in here for Battleground Wisconsin. He is, and uh, thank you for everything, Mike. We got to go to break, but uh, yeah, Jeff Santos, and he has some—he's doing some big plans. So there'll be some there'll be some interesting things coming up from Jeff. So uh, thank you very much, Mike. It's uh, really a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and uh, this is Battleground Wisconsin. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Battleground Wisconsin. This is Robert Craig, Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin. And uh, we're going to turn now uh, to two things that actually are more related than, than you would usually think. We're going to talk a little more about the impact of the Russia controversy. Um, and then we're going to talk about redistricting. And of course, the Russian controversies are about Russian involvement in our elections. So these, uh, these topics fit together to some degree. So we were talking, and I'm with Anna Dvorak here, the uh, Milwaukee co-op organizer for Citizen Action Wisconsin. Uh, we were talking before about the question of whether uh, the Russia controversy has allowed Trump to get away with doing a lot of other things that have gone under the radar screens, like a lot of civil liberties violations and you know, deportations of, 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 of a lot of people and, and, and spreading fear, um, and whether it made it more likely that health care would pass, though that has imploded on its own, even with the Russia controversy. I think the problem is, is that, and I'm concerned that if, if the Russia controversy doesn't go anywhere, that literally Trump is vindicated and there are a whole lot of things he's been doing that haven't been, that the public has been unaware of. But on the other hand, the revelations are just so constant that it's, it's, it's hard even to blame some of the media for being obsessed. I mean, last night, I don't know if you caught this, that the New York Times did an interview with Trump, and uh, he literally said uh, that he would, he would consider firing Mueller, 
uh, the special prosecutor. This is when right-wing radio here um, has been defending, right, up and down. Um, and he also uh, talked about having no faith in the attorney general, the deputy attorney general. I mean, it's amazing the kind of things he's saying, and this is all the time. It's not just this thing. But then, in you know, uh, Harkening back to our last segment, uh, we have right-wing radio in Milwaukee, which has the two dominant AM stations that has full-time apologists hours and hours every day for Trump. They're literally lying to the base Republican voters and conservative voters about what's even happening in this controversy. And it seems to me that that also makes it much harder for, say, Congress even to fairly investigate uh, uh, what Trump may have done to collude with the Russians to win the election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly if if we can find proof, it certainly would be damning and really, really important to highlight. And yeah, but I mean, I I'm just very concerned that um, the media is ignoring other issues that are incredibly important. I think deportations have gone up 40 percent since Mm -hmm. Trump was in office. Um, You know, communities are being terrorized and you know, a, a large portion of our community doesn't even know about it because the media won't cover it. So it's interesting because part of it is the mainstream media, the part that Trump calls the enemy, is Russia, 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 right? Little health care, health care imploding, Russia, Russia. Um, the Fox News, if you flip around, has a strategy of ignoring Russia, uh, but certainly doesn't want to talk about health care either. So they're trying to find you know, any kind of uh, American Muslim leader that said something that they can attack or any college student who said something you can frame as radical and crazy. Uh, They must be losing ratings over this because they're like trying to invent their own news subjects to avoid Russia and healthcare. But then interestingly, right-wing radio in Milwaukee has a different strategy. They're, They're talking Russia, Russia, Russia as well, which is interesting, but it's all the disinformation. It's that they've been investigating for nine months and they have nothing, and it's all made up, and it's fake news. And uh, we had Dan O'Donnell this week, one of the right-wing talkers, uh, giving Trump administration all this credit. They appointed a special counsel, and Obama would never do that for Hillary's emails. And that's another trope of theirs. Uh, line of argument is to make some similarity, say that somehow uh, Hillary's email controversy is a way contra- uh, comparable to obstruction of justice and colluding with a foreign power that's an adversary uh, to influence an American election. So it's interesting. They're not talking about deportation. Well, to the extent they are talking about deportations, they're for it, right? Mm -hmm. But the way the problem is, uh, outside of the mainstream media, because I think you're totally right that uh, we're ignoring that that there's a tendency not to see everything else that's going on. But the reason there's 85 percent, 88 percent Republican support for Trump in part is because they get their own news. And their own news is these right-wing radio shows in, um, all over the country in Milwaukee and Sean Hattie just lying up and down about the Trump scandal and about Russia. Right, right. And if you if you listen to – I've read about and listened to some interviews from Trump supporters, and they just continue to double down, and this kind of feeds into the narrative that the, the mainstream media – Um, you know, the fake news is just basically making this stuff up to attack Trump. And so if we if we continue to have all of these revelations about Russia that don't necessarily prove anything, um, then I just I'm really concerned that this just continues to play into the right wing propaganda and kind of feed into that narrative. 
And one of the worst is this Dan O'Donnell guy, and our statewide audience may not be familiar with him, but he's younger. They're probably grooming him to be the next Mark Belling. They'd, he'd like to see himself, I'm sure, oh, as the goody. next Charlie Sykes, oh, right? Um, but our monitors have been tracking him, and so I killed some brain cells this morning and listened to outtakes of Mr. O'Donnell talking about the Russia situation. It's like a different reality. It's like a totally different thing happening that has nothing to do with any kind of legitimate news sources or what's being reporting. So it's unbelievable. But what's interesting, I said I was going to try to artfully join two seemingly unlike topics. Uh, the Russians <laughs> aren't the only ones who are trying to rig elections. So are our own elected officials, right, Anna, as far as how they draw election maps. <laughs> that was that was very smooth. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's also really concerning what our elected officials who are supposed to, you know, represent the people and work for the people. Um, they're rigging our electoral maps so that it's easier for incumbents to stay in office and to keep majorities um, in the state legislature and in Congress. Um, so that it's easier for, you know, Republicans to stay in, uh, in power. Um, and it's true, like, you know, gerrymandering happens in Democrat, you know, whether it's, you know, Democratic controlled legislatures or Republican controlled legislatures, both parties do it and it's not okay either way. But right? it's become more scientific. It has become so much more scientific. The reason in Wisconsin this lawsuit won and it's going to the Supreme Court is because uh, they were able to prove by deleted files they could they were able to restore that they actually ran every possible computer algorithm scenario to develop districts that could not lead to a Democratic state assembly no matter what happened. Yes, there's specific software to gerrymander, like however you want it to be gerrymandered, and you can do it really quickly. I mean, it's it's really it's really really creepy. I mean, you can track things that are posted on social media, um, you know, things that you buy online. All of that stuff is now recorded, and so you can basically be very precise in terms of who who people are, how they vote, um, and really just like cut maps down to the very household. And even in some buildings, my friend lives in Madison, her district is cut in half in the middle of her apartment building. And so she was sitting down with Melissa Sargent, one of the state representatives in Madison, and Melissa Sargent, a state representative, couldn't even help her figure out what district she was in because her freaking apartment building was split in two, so, in two different districts. And it's not like Tammany Hall where the old days in New York with the machines where they probably sat in a bar and figured out how they were going to put the Germans in with the Irish in order to elect an Italian, right? Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, literally the 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 map the map sitting on a bar and them charting it out. That this is not nearly as scientific as this is, and this uses public money. They used over a million dollars in public money to pay a Republican law firm to do this. Uh, but people are fighting back. I know not only the Milwaukee Citizen Action Organizing Co-op, but the other three, Northeast Wisconsin, Central Wisconsin, and Western Wisconsin, are all working on this. And there are county officials of both parties, Democrats and Republicans. It's nonpartisan office in Wisconsin, but people who are card-carrying Republicans pushing, uh, really working to uh, to speak out on this, right? And, and to, make a, to take a stand. That's right. That's right. So any, I mean, whether you are, whether you are conservative or liberal leaning, um, counties every have have voted in favor of creating a fair nonpartisan process for drawing our maps. Um, actually, we've been trying to pass as many county resolutions um, to 
kind of state as a county that we support nonpartisan redistricting reform. We've passed county resolutions in over 21 counties or in 21 counties now, but we're, we're actually working through a number of other counties. So hopefully we'll have more to add soon. And most recently, Green County was the, the county to to pass a resolution. These resolutions have been passed in Milwaukee County, Dane County, where you might assume that resolutions like this would be passed. But also we've seen resolutions passed in Lincoln County, which voted for Trump, right? Um, other counties throughout the state, it's really diverse. You can actually see where all the counties, uh, all 21 counties that have passed resolutions are um, on our website, citizenactionwi.org. Um, we have a whole section on fair elections. Um, so make sure you check that out. Um, if you want to find out if your county has passed a resolution, please go to our website. We have all that information on our website. And if you find out that you haven't, your, your county hasn't passed a resolution, call your county supervisor. Ask your county supervisor to pass a resolution. And we have a whole guide that walks you through a number of steps to pass a resolution. And I'm willing to talk to you and build a strategy for getting it passed. We need to do this. So if you Google or Yahoo or whatever your preferred search ending, Citizen Action of Wisconsin, <laughs> our, of Yahoo our website will pop up. I'm just trying not to promote Google with free advertising. And then, uh, and in addition, you can go to citizenactionwi.org. You can also find us through Facebook and Twitter, where we're very active. But Please hook up with Anna. Anna's contact information is on our staff page. So is everyone else's on our staff. Our staff loves maps, so I'm sure more maps will be coming. And uh, with that, I want to thank Anna for joining us. It's been great having you on. It's been a great time. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we will uh, see you back next week on Battleground Wisconsin.